Girl, Cubana Kiss back with another episode, and today I have a very talented author with me, Miss Angelique Ambers. How are you, Angelique? I am good. Hi, everyone. Yes, y'all, she is gorgeous. Let's start there. But let's talk about this book you got coming out. So yes. let's talk about it. Tell us what it is, who you are, and when we can expect it. Absolutely. So I'm Angelique Ambers. I am a poet, also spoken word artist. I recently, um, just this previous past year, I started hosting open mics. I used to host Hot Sauce Poetry was one of the open mics that I hosted, but you know, the COVID came. Okay. And so I, I write a lot, but I did start going into the spoken word platform, but I've been writing for quite some time. I actually discovered uh, my passion for writing when I was at Illinois State University. Um, I took a creative writing class and honestly, I hadn't really done much poetry, but it was a really great outlet for me. So um, I found so much freedom and healing and being able to express myself. And that's also how my book, Lessons Taught by Daddy, which is a collection of poems that I have, um, came about as well, because it was a moment for me to heal from past trauma and also past hurt that I was dealing with that I had never really confronted. Mm -hmm. And I didn't actually realize that it was affecting my life, um, you know, because it was affecting my relationships, not even just romantically, but just all type of relationships. I was a people pleaser because I just always wanted to feel validated or mm -hmm. um, loved by other people. So it was like I was bending and doing whatever I needed to do to be whatever they needed me to be. Yeah, and um, unknowingly, so right? Like usually, <laughs> usually you're like, when you look back and you're starting to heal and you're starting to grow, you'd be like, why the hell was I doing it? Like, okay. what was going on with me? Like, why didn't I notice this about myself until now? Yes. Like, I could have saved myself so much heartache, so many headaches, like exactly. everything. Exactly. And I realized how draining that was. Like, mm -hmm. I, now, now that I look back on it, I don't even know how I was able to do that. Because it's so draining to just literally be like living your life to do things for other people. It's like, well, dang, when do you do something for yourself? So I be being a mom, that's also what inspired me to start moving forward with my dreams. You know, uh, my son, he's five. And it's like, once you get, become a mom, it's like your tolerance stuff it <laughs> changed the okay. you be like i'm sorry sir exactly. <laughs> that was cute thank yeah, you like, for coming to my ted talk yes so that also helped me get on the right path so i'm thankful for my son you know mm -hmm. a lot of the times you know everyone you know you're your kids caretaker of course and provider and all those things and everything to them but you really don't realize how much your kids help you grow and really become who you need to be. So, yes, uh, that's actually for me. I um recently, I think it was Sunday, was National Parents Day, and so you see like all little moms posting up, and I was just kind of like when I posted my pictures of my son and like our little TikTok videos and stuff, and I just like writing a caption out, and in my head I was like, this boy helped me grow up so much more. 
than I probably would have, in my opinion, had I not had him when I had him. I feel like God was like, you need somebody to one, slow you down and put you on the right path because you crazy. Like you lost your damn man. So I feel like God knew exactly what I needed. And I swear, but my son now, my son is also 10. Well, not also, my son is 10. So I definitely understand that thought process of like, when you become mommy, it's like a flip. It was like a switch flipped in the hospital. It was like he came out and I was like, okay, look, y'all can get out. This is what's gonna happen. Like, it was just so good. Exactly. You just yeah. get into that mode. And so that really helped me too, as far mm -hmm. as like pursuing my dreams. Because I've always had that dream of, but it's like, when I first had my son, I kind of put the dream on the back burner because I was like, okay, I need to like go get a job, make money and stuff. But then, you know, he inspired me because I'm like, you know what? I want him to be able to see me pursue mm -hmm. my dream so that he knows like you really can do anything you want to do and you can pursue your dreams with, you know, writing books and stuff. People are like, okay, you know, but in reality, it's how like, you gonna make money? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. If that's your passion, you should follow it because, you know, you never know um, what your purpose is. But if that's your talent and your passion, then that's connected to your purpose. Yes. So, I love it. I, I love everything about this. So the name of the book is Lessons Taught by My Daddy. Lessons Taught by Daddy. Yeah. Lessons Taught by Daddy. I'm sorry. Um, so how did we get to the title? Like, how did you be like, yep, that's it. That's what we're going to name it. So I really arrived to that title because the book really like, initially when I started the book, it was more so about the lessons I learned in love through the absence of my father. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like lessons taught by daddy. These are the things I learned because my father wasn't present in my life. And so mm -hmm. these are kind of the um, roads I took in, in the journey of love and also discovering myself. But as I wrote the book further, it did become more of a journey towards forgiveness. I explore that a lot in the book. And then also self-love. And for me, my first step in self-love was forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness of my father, for one, you know, for not being there for me and maybe not, you know, giving me the love that I felt that I needed or mm -hmm. the, you know, support that I felt that I needed. But then also forgiveness for my of myself for all right. the wrong turns I had made, you know, along the way. So as far as the title, it really just comes from the fact that, you know, this is kind of the journey I took through mm -hmm. feeling abandoned and feeling like I wanted approval. And then realizing that, you know, that approval comes from me, you know, I, until I feel good about myself, it doesn't matter how many people tell me, oh, you look great today. Or, you know, mm -hmm. until you feel that yourself, it's kind of just falling on deaf ears. And then sometimes, right, as, as women, especially black women, I feel like that when we have these type of conversations, people don't realize that not having daddy around affects us just as if you know, someone who had their dad around. We may be affected differently, but nonetheless, we're affected. And mm -hmm. how we exhibit love and how we accept love also, you know, matters in that sense. Because I had an absentee father as well. So as I got older and I started falling in love and I started doing these things, I noticed that I would gravitate towards men who were slightly more controlling than I probably needed them to be. And then in that instance is like, 
why the hell like he dating the same kind of guys and going to therapy and talking it out and writing it out helped me realize like girl you trying to fill a void you need to figure out what this void is so you can stop trying to fill it and just be happy and so like that definitely makes a, a huge difference that we don't i feel like we don't talk about it when it comes to women right i feel like they don't yeah. and that's such a good point because um in my book some of the poems that i have in there it does discuss the relationship that i was in where you know it was one of those controlling type of relationships mm-hmm. that really were not it, it wasn't healthy but in my mind i thought like you know well this person really cares because they always want my time they always yeah. want to know you know i'm thinking that that just means he really cares but in reality that's like you know that thin line between love and love yeah, it, it gets scary. So. Yeah, it definitely does. So let's talk about some of the poems in your book. Of course, I want to start with the one I love um, that I, you know, just told y'all love, which was ascending, which was, you know, regarding self love. And um, do you mind if I read it, or you want to read it? Oh, please, please. Okay, so the name of the ascending. Um, I remember when I was a coward, balled up, scared in the corner. Then something came over me. The spirit of courage, the spirit of strength, whatever the spirit, it was God. I no longer had to crouch down and hide. I bloomed. And I just love, I think I've read that poem so many times at this point because I feel like it's like a reminder. Like, girl, you you are a flower. You are steady growing. You are bigger than this. Like, don't hide yourself. Don't. So is that what it was meant to be? Absolutely. It was meant to be like, you know, when well for me mm-hmm. it, for a lot of my life like I said I was a people pleaser so it was more so of like everything people wanted me to be I was until I actually and that's why I said whatever the spirit it was of God because until I realized what God says about me and who I really am I didn't have to seek validation from anyone else and I really bloomed into my own person and I didn't care who liked it or what other people thought about it and also in that sense of it being the spirit of God being rooted in something, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's another reason I was able to bloom. But it's just a simple fact of being able to really conquer everything despite, you know, things that may happen instead of, you know, being afraid or cowarding down, but really just standing up and saying, you know what, I can do this. And um, it's just a powerful feeling when you finally can feel I don't know, confident in yourself and also feel like you don't have to conform to other people's views or what other people want you to be. Yes, I love it. That that is definitely my favorite one. Um, But when you're compiling these poems, you have to have a favorite. I know it's hard because you wrote them, but (laughs) you have to have a favorite. So which one is like in that top for you? I don't know. That's really hard for me to choose. I like all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, ascending would be one of them, but I also like Control, which I did send you Control as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I sent you that one. Yeah. But um, I think that one speaks to me a lot because for a long time, that really I really was in that type of relationship where it was just like I allowed someone to really control every aspect of what I was doing because I thought like, you know, that had to be love. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one of my favorites as well. But 
I, it's really hard for me to say because I'm going to tell you, I love them all. They're all <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, um, when you were writing this book, mm-hmm. were you afraid of how, like, what were your fears? Mm. I think my fears were just the vulnerability that I had to, you know, really open myself up and be vulnerable to people's judgment because, yeah. you know, people know you or know of you, but they don't really know anything that you may have endured. So for me, that was a little bit difficult thinking because even though I've grown so much, I'm still very much like, oh, I hope you will be like, this girl is crazy. <laughs> but <laughs> um, so... I mean, that was one thing. And then just also like, um, even with my father, like I, I didn't know how he was going to react to the book mm-hmm. um, or, you know, because we don't have like a close relationship or anything, but he has uh, apologized and, you know, tried to make, try to make the relationship better mm-hmm. now. Um, so I was like, oh, you know, he might feel some type of way, but at the same time, and I hate to say it like this, but I really didn't care because I'm like, well, shoot, this is all the feelings he left me with. So. Okay, because I'm grown now and I have a little yeah, boy and I don't exactly. ever want him to feel the way I felt. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's like I can't tiptoe around his feelings because this this is how I felt and this is what I was left carrying. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think it was just mostly just that vulnerability, which I feel in a lot of my writing, whenever I write about anything that I'm passionate about or um, things that have happened to me, mm-hmm. you know, or trauma I've dealt with, it, it gives you a sense of vulnerability because people are getting that to know a side of you that most people don't know just on the surface. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't, I don't have a problem opening up. I think I have a problem of when, like, when I close all the way down, right? I'm like the complete opposite. Like I will shut down on somebody and stop talking, stop doing everything. Don't talk to me. I'm good. If you feel like, what is wrong with no, I'm good. Like I so I definitely understand that like you don't want people to think you're crazy, but then in the back of your head, you be like, shit, am I crazy? Like, right. Am I <laughs> I definitely get it. So when can we expect the book and where would we be able to get it? Oh, so actually the book right now is available on Amazon. Mm -hmm. So I did a soft launch on Amazon. So it's available now. Um, You can just put in Lessons Taught by Daddy. Um, It should come up immediately. Mm -hmm. And then um, it's also going to be available on other platforms on August 14th um, of this year. It's going to be available at um, barnesandnoble.com. You can purchase it there as well as... um, Apple eBooks, you can get it on your Kindle, things like that. But uh, the main two places as far as purchasing would probably be Barnes and Noble or um, Amazon. Amazon. Perfect. And if the listeners want to reach out to you um, and follow you and your journey, how can they do that? Yes, absolutely. So um, they can actually find me on Instagram, which is I mean, I love Twitter, but Instagram is better for you know, that. <laughs> so, so you can follow me on Instagram at underscore underscore Mona dot Lisa. Again, that's underscore underscore Mona dot Lisa. Um, that's my Instagram. And then also I do have a Facebook artist page as well, mm-hmm. which is just Angelique Ambers um, is my artist page. So you can definitely follow my artist page. I post different uh excuse me, different poems. I, you know, um, also post like 
motivational, inspirational things that I'm feeling at the time. But um, so either one of those are the best way to follow me, especially for updates as far as um, book information and just different details. I love to post different poems on my Instagram as well. So if you're into poetry, you really enjoy that page, which is underscore underscore Mona. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So if you are listening on all of the podcast platforms, I'll make sure that Miss Amber's information is down in the description box. And if you're watching this on YouTube, just click the little arrow below so you can follow her there. Stay tuned, y'all. I'll be right back. Whoosha! It ain't nothing like a good online boutique. And I'm gonna give y'all a little secret. One of the best ones out there is a Leah Rose Boutique. Look, go to aaliyahroseboutique.com, child. I'm gonna tell you why. She got everything. She got shades, earrings, lip gloss, t-shirt, dresses, biker shorts. Baby, she got it all. Look, I'm the shade queen, honey. And sometimes I gotta switch out these prescription glasses and put on my shades so I can catch all the shade that might be thrown at me. And then I also make sure I wear my rose hip oil from Aaliyah Rose Boutique. Has my lips feeling smooth, soft, and kissable, okay? Look, go ahead and check out this boutique. Baby, I promise you won't be disappointed. Make sure you tell them, Cubana sent you. Mwah. Yo, shout out to Angelique Ambers for coming through dropping her gems lessons taught by daddy make sure y'all pick it up definitely catch it on amazon i got my copy do you got yours okay thank you for coming through girl y'all already know what time it is yes it's time for hot topics honey and look it's a lot of them so let's get to it First and foremost, let's say congratulations to Christy Teigen and John Legend on, what's this, like, baby number three or four? Congrats, honey. She's showing off this beautiful baby bump. Look at this third baby shit. What? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Listen, if they can't do nothing else, they can love each other and they can um, have babies. And that's great. So... <laughs> Congratulations, okay? Keep popping them out for the rest of us who are just, you know, chilling. <laughs> okay, so you all know, earlier this year, we lost Kobe Bryant, his beautiful daughter, Gigi. Um, and our prayers continue to be with the Bryant family as we support Vanessa and the other children that, um, that she has with him. Um, but in good news, Kobe Bryant Day is officially set for august 24th in orange county i'm sure this will spread like wildfire as we all will always celebrate 824 um i just i give my condolences always to her and just how strong she's being and being able to overcome the tragedy that hit her family um i cannot imagine losing my the love of my life um in such a tragic way so 824 is gonna go down in Orange County. I'm here in Chicago, but I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna turn up like I'm in Orange County, okay? So happy Kobe Bryant Day on 824. All right. Um, and other news with Brianna Taylor, we still do not have justice for Brianna Taylor. And though I've seen the memes of people, you know, using trending topics and and adjusting them to fit Brianna Taylor, for example. 
Oh yeah, have y'all heard the new single Brianna Taylor's Killer Still Have Not Been Arrested? I think that's a very creative way to bring um, awareness to the situation. But at the end of the day, we still have not had any justice for her murder. And um, as of right now, the Attorney General, Daniel Cameron, is set to meet with the family of Brianna Taylor. And this is what they had to say. Do expect charges to be filed sooner rather than later for those responsible for the death and the execution of Breonna Taylor. Like I said, it was intense, long meetings, but we thought it was productive. We pray that Mayor Fisher thought it was productive and that we can try to start healing this community. What we've always caught on is, is any officer involved in the murder of Breonna Taylor who is responsible, criminally responsible, be charged and presented to a jury and let the jury make the determination. So yes, we want any officer involved. It may be two, it may be four, it may be more. We don't know. But anyone who's responsible through this investigation, we want held accountable. The mother is confident right now that justice will eventually be served. We are still sending our prayers over here from the Cubana Kids LLC family. We want Brianna Taylor's murderers to be held accountable for what they did, okay? So, you know, y'all, Brianna Taylor, she, her murder happened before George Floyd's murder, but we didn't hear about it until afterwards. And, you know, to me, it's just this whole black women thing as far as like us feeling protected and us feeling, um, just us feeling protected in general, if that's by our own people or if that's by police officers, let's be honest, we are not protected. We're not protected during childbirth. We're not protected, you know, in our own communities a lot of the times and we're not protected by um, police officers. And this is sad and that the country in itself sometimes does not cause an uproar when a black woman's life is lost to um to police officers as we do when a black man is lost so no lives should be lost to police officers and i pray that we actually do get some type of justice for brianna taylor's murder and baby <laughs> r kelly still in the news okay he's still in the news he's still in the news r kelly um Three of his associates have been arrested for attempting to bribe and threaten the alleged accusers. This is why women do not come forward when it comes to sexual assault. Because of shit like this. We come and tell, y'all tell us we lying. Then when we tell y'all we ain't lying and we got proof, now we being threatened. Don't threaten me because your homeboy is a fucking pervert. You know what I'm saying? So like, I hope he right in jail. And speaking of R. Kelly, he been trying to get out of jail, talking about some COVID, you know, he don't have no finances to pay child support, all of this stuff, but he still made $1.2 million with everything that's going on. So pretty much, Mr. Robert R. Kelly, we ain't trying to hit that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just simple. Simple. Now, as y'all know, what came out? Yeah, yeah. Listen. It's a bop. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. Y'all don't have to like it. A lot of us love it. It just is what it is. But everybody has had something to say about this song 
the message of the song what is it doing for hip-hop and women first of all i just want to tell all of y'all shut the fuck up <laughs> that's all i gotta say because listen fellas y'all been out here rapping about your dicks about fucking bitches about you know putting holes out once you done fucking them y'all been talking about all kinds of shit don't nobody ever say what is this doing for the hip-hop community no one no one is saying that to you but cardi and man come out like hey i want you to park that bitch up in this little garage i was like okay <laughs> sounds like fun <laughs> now y'all going crazy don't nobody want to hear her talking about her pussy. Don't nobody want to hear about you taking your dick out and then titty fucking either. But we listen or we don't. If you don't like it, don't tune in. That's it. That's up. I'm pretty sure this song is going to hit the charts and go fucking berserk. Damn near broke the damn YouTube internet, okay? It was lit. Meg told that song up, honey. I, I love her flow. Cardi, thank you for finally dropping another single, baby. We've been waiting on you. We know motherhood can take you back a little bit, but as long as you keep pushing forward, baby, we got you. So shout out to that college student and that wife and mother who came out rapping and letting us know it's okay to talk about sex, bitches. So that's that. But speaking of WAP, everybody has something to say, including CeeLo Green. Now, I'm sorry. What was the last song CeeLo had out? <laughs> I'll wait. And then you had like some sexual assault charges or some shit that you weren't fighting? Bro, shut the fuck up. Don't come up on here talking crazy. So CeeLo saying he's trying to clarify. Now he's trying to clarify his original comments. His original comments was that pretty much the song was trash and then what am I trying to hit that shit? Um, he, he definitely caused the uproar. He just definitely made comments about women who are currently in the music business right now. Um... He, he labeled them as shameless and desperate. Okay. Um, and, you know, I just feel like women of color, and I have to say women of color because as y'all know, my name is Cubana Kiss. I am Afro-Latino. It just is what it is. So women of color in general are always bashed about anything that we do, no matter what it is, good or bad. Okay, so if I'm too independent, that's an issue. But if I'm not independent enough, that's an issue. If I'm too sexual, that's an issue. If I don't fuck him enough, that's an issue. You guys have something to say about every single thing we do. And at this point, I feel like you just really don't like women. You just like fucking us. And if that's what it is, just say that shit then. But don't keep attacking us for everything that we do. These women, especially Megan and Cardi in general, because that's who we're talking about right now, Megan is a full-blown college student still breaking billboard charts, finishing school. Her goal is to finish school. She is a college student. Smart as hell at that. So it's just like, how dare you, CeeLo? Then he tried to backtrack. He tried to backtrack and say, I support everyone who is a part of our community. Bro, shut the fuck up. Because you only backtrack because people start coming for the next. Watch what you say, okay? That's all I had to say about CeeLo. Mr. had a whole song come about some fuck you because you was mad at some bitch. Shut your ass up. Nobody got time for you. Nobody. Nobody got time. Okay. Now, let's talk about Nick Cannon. Now, everybody know Nick Cannon 
been in the news for a little minute. You know, he um Viacom fired him fairly quickly for his what they said were anti-Semitic um you know statements. I don't believe that was the case. I just think that the Jewish community um owns a big portion of the the television market. And so you really do need to watch what you say apparently because they can get your ass fired. Now with Britney Bell, you know, we I feel like we knew this already. This is their second child together. Um so no one knew who her unborn child father was until this past week, darling. And so it just was what it was. Um she posted this picture here and the caption just said Cannon Ball. We can read between the lines. That's Nick Cannon's baby. That nigga can have some babies. Everybody having babies out here. Quarantine got y'all popping them up. Okay. Now, it was stated that he was in a relationship with someone else. So, I don't know what's going on with that. I'm going to get the deets. Hopefully, I have them for y'all next um, episode. So, we can really know what's good. But, congratulations to Brittany Bell. And, um, and Nick Cannon on their second child together okay um so if you've been living under a rock zonique um if you do not know who zonique is that is um ti's daughter or um tiny's daughter tiny's daughter you know whatever they're a blended family um she has a baby on the way as well and people try to go in on her saying that, um, you know, she just kind of following him on. Don't follow in the footsteps of a statistic. And, you know, you are, you are um, going to, you a single mom, another young mom or some bullshit people are saying. And Zonique made a statement that pretty much said, um, just because you get married doesn't mean you're going to stay married. So, um, and she feels like, being having a baby with someone is a bigger commitment than marrying that person and so tiny had to come out and kind of like defend her because people attacked her for that of course i feel like it was a lot of married folks so people who just you know highly believe in marriage they definitely attacked her for her views um i think i completely understand what she's saying in the sense of when you get married there is not a possibility that there is a possibility that you will not stay married. You know, we we go into it praying and hoping and wishing that the marriage lasts forever, as that's what most of us want. We want that commitment to last forever. But let's be honest: at this day and age, in the in the year 2020, 52 percent of marriages end in divorce. That's more than half. So, I understand her thought process in the sense of, if I have this baby and I know that this person is a good person, even though me and this person may not end up together for the rest of our lives, we can co-parent this child for the rest of our lives. And that commitment is greater to her than marriage. Why y'all mad? <laughs> Why you mad at her? Leave her alone. She said what she said. 
I think that we live in an age where people assume that everybody has to think the same way you think. We don't all think the same way. And if we did, this should be boring as hell. So I respect her for saying what she said. She'd rather have a baby than get married. It is what it is. A lot of us feel that way. Okay. Baby. And let's get some credit to Sierra Wilson. Okay, because you got to put some respect on my neck. <laughs> So, Sierra definitely gave birth to a beautiful baby girl. And um, she also, during that time, shot a video called COVID Style. It's out now. And, babe, baby, look at her. I, I wish, I wish my knees ain't even that good and I ain't pregnant. And you want me to, she, ah, ah, get it, baby. Turn up. Turn up. Okay? I just, <laughs> I just can't. Two days before she got birth, she was dropping down and getting the eagle on. <laughs> Listen, she just reminded you that women can do all things. That's that's it. We can do everything. And let's go ahead and end it. Kamala Harris is Biden's VP pick. She will be on the ticket with him in November. Listen, I can't stress this enough. Get out and vote. We need change. We need stability. We need common sense back in the White House, all right? Um, Kamala Harris will be the first woman of color to be on a major ticket as the VP. I give her all the props, the glory, good goodness, girl. Go ahead and do what you're doing. Show them why we are great. Um, I know a lot of us don't agree with her past, but keep this in mind. Your ass got a past too. And if we judge you on your past, half of your ass wouldn't even be here. So, you know, that person without sin cast the first stone. So unless you ain't did shit wrong, shut the fuck up. People make mistakes in their careers. I've made mistakes in mine. And I will hope that that doesn't deter people from working with me because of my mistakes. I've grown from those mistakes. I understand those mistakes. And now I'm ready to make sure that those mistakes don't happen on a bigger um, platform. So congratulations, Kamala. Um, you know, praying that we have sense enough to get out and vote and do what we gotta do. Yes, so look, if you are watching this on YouTube, you already know what to do. Make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit subscribe. Don't forget to tap that notification bell, baby, so you don't miss out on your favorite podcaster, okay? Always, you can follow me at Cubana Kiss on everything, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all the same. I'm Cubana Kiss, okay? And if you listen to this on your favorite podcast, app, website, whatever, make sure you drop me a review, okay? Hit five stars if you fucking with me. Let your girl know. Until then, y'all, TTYL, mwah.